real topic is um, the uh, the importance of distribution. Not as a technical concept, but as a overarching, literally that makes all of the taste ever for everything, depending on where you live and what you have access to. There are so many different ways to approach this, and I have yeah. so many opinions. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure where to start. Oh, well, do I'll, the juiciest one. I'm gonna be short on these because I don't care for distribution, even though I know that is the crutch. I hate it. Oh, actually, you, I want to. I want to hear the negative opinion first because that will inform. Oh no, it's just my. Because I've got way too broad of I a mean, shot right now. It's just. It's just arbitrary. I think that's the thing. It's like so much of it is arbitrary. It's just, you know, where did it get to? Where didn't it get to? Who knew about it? Who knew about it when? Who didn't know about it? And it's just it's just that raw calculus. I don't know. I mean, I, I've got very little to say on the subject because it's not the point of music or like band playing that I enjoy. Mm. Um, and I subsequently, it's a part of it that I'm not good at because it's the like even on on my um, you know contracting sub like professional bait mail for that professional bass playing and being like oh how do i market myself how do i distribute Mm. myself how do i want people to find me and it's like well gotta have a website i've got to show up in those searches when people say oh i like i need a bass player in chicago Mm -hmm. boom boom so like i i have subscribed and done some like dumber um i i don't think they're very good in themselves but i they i make sure that all of my pieces so i've uh link back to me yep. so like i've got my website that i update as regularly as i not as regularly as, sh- as i should but relatively regularly but then i did i think even after college you know moved to sh- you know moved back to illinois for a little bit i did the band mix i did the thumbtack i did the gig salad i did all the like secondary things where it's like, oh, contract, find me. But all that did was, and I made sure everything linked back to my website. So the people mm-hmm. that wanted to find me, I mean, I still get the, hey, want a digital edition for our band? To which I igno- I promptly ignore because nothing nothing against uh, uh, hobbyists. But it's like, oh, that's just not what I'm interested in. Yeah. And I, I think it makes it very easy for the hobbyists to find you, find you, but subsequently... It does also weed them out. So then the people that find me, you know, because you know, all my information's there. If they're looking for me, they will find, you know, they all lead back to my website and then that all leads directly to me. So whenever yeah. somebody goes directly to me, I go, okay. Not that, not, not like you did your homework and, you know, this is, you know, my response is valid to yeah. you, but it's just like, oh, you actually did the homework. You actually need this thing. Let's work together. Let's do something. So I think yeah. as far as dis- distribution goes, I think you kind of have to have a pocket in all. You have to basically make yourself as seen as possible, whether, you know, even if it's the kind of like off-brand silly distribution methods, but everything's got to connect and be cohesive. So that, you know, at the end of the day, they can find you. They can find what you're doing. Um, I am still learning the tricks to Instagram, which, because mm. Facebook is dead. Uh, I, 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 did, I disliked Facebook before. I dislike it more now. It's just awful. It's not a good platform. It's mm-hmm. a, well, you know. It, it's it, just all, fat. Well, I'll just, I dislike all of them. They're all, they're all bad, but like, it's, it's, just, it's just a matter until the stupid people ruin them. The stupids. 
and uh, the dumbs. Yeah, the dumbs. And honestly, <laughs> it's like saying the pores. <laughs> no, we're we're in that. Uh, <laughs> oh no, we're we're in that. Uh, yeah, I've seen the graph. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The the, the bar. There's is, two classes. The basic bar <laughs> is so much lower than it should be, and much lower than I feel it should be. But uh, yeah, no, the the dumb people just ruin things, and as as they do, and that's all it. Tell takes. us how you really feel, Joe. <laughs> I'm spicy this morning. It's okay. We are all spicy this morning in our own unique. Spicy this is way. a this is uh Jesus Cowdy bites capsaicin in addition. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna get canceled by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm actually gonna go like the conceptual route. Oh, with my discussion on distribution. Because oh, serve it up conceptually. Yeah, because you both hit on it, the basic idea. Um, for better or worse, if there is one thing life seems to have taught me. It's that there is a market for everything. At the end of the day, the question is not what music you are making, but how many people have heard it. And more specifically, how many of the right people have heard it. So, if you can find some way to have an... Ing- aggressively robust distribution channel to the right people you're gonna be fine I however you will re- you will make it <laughs> but the flip side to that is or at least what I think is kind of a downside is the music that is quote unquote popular or the music that a musician or an artist is able to make a decent living off of mm-hmm. is coming from people who are less musician oriented and people who are more distribution oriented mm-hmm. or somehow some way have the money to be able to buy those people into their team mm-hmm. um and it's one of those things i flip back and forth on the one hand nowadays because of that because of so many barriers to entry have been broken down for, you know, getting into music and performing music. Anyone can be a part of it, but at the flip side, that means those are the people that get heard more or have the best shot is probably the better way to put it. Yeah. Whereas it used to be, you there were a lot higher barriers to entry, but your first step was get a tastemaker, somebody who is essentially interested in your music to say, hey label or whatever take a chance on these people because this is actually good music so the first step was less get it heard by everybody the first step was create something dope and i suppose at the end of the day the first step is always create something amazing however it used to be create something amazing and a tastemaker will find you and decide this is amazing. Yeah. Today, it's you can create something amazing and the best thing in the world. However, if nobody sees it, nobody cares. Correct. There's and even if there are some people that see it and you know care about it a lot, and you might have you know a tiny cult following of maybe a hundred people or two hundred people. That's what it is. Unless you have a way to distribute the music and get it out to everybody, yeah. that's where it's going to sit. I think. And, and like that's that's a hundred percent like yeah. that's absolutely what's happening. So for better or worse, sometimes right now it feels like the best music is not the music that's getting heard. However, I would say histor- like in a historical context, I don't. I think it's just kind of been a, it's kind of been net neutral. 
as far as like whether it's gotten better or worse. I think we've just traded who's the gatekeeper. Yeah. It's just like it used to be physical human gatekeepers going and bagging our groceries. Uh and you know, and saying and like finding people or not finding people, but it was still a lottery, right? Basically, if they saw you and if one of these A and R agents was like, "Oh, this person," and they break, yeah. you, then they broke you, and then oh, there we go. Also, I like it. It's like, oh yeah, we broke them <laughs> into the market. <laughs> the, it's a little on the nose for me, but the uh, but nowadays it's just instead of those physical normal gatekeepers, we have AI gatekeepers. Well, I don't, now I, at, well, I the, think AI is going to be a whole other conversation. Well, on this that. well this is I'm, I'm algorithmic talking, gatekeeping, yeah, right? Uh, algor- algorithmic. Okay. Rate. Yeah, I mean, because the two are basically the same. It's just what type of machine learning is it? How also, big is the algorithm? Right, <laughs> and right. also when did we adopt it, and how aware of where were we that we were working with an artificial intelligence? Because, I mean, this stuff has been commonplace since, like, 2006, 2007. This is, like, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. Those are the ones I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, like, the current wave of uh, well, the new, sophisticated. The new, I mean, the new, new current wave is also. A whole new, yeah. Well, yeah. it's also branched, evolved from the way it was. And I truly believe that deconstructing net neutrality has ruined so many markets and so many industries. Shocker. Because you just get slammed with ads on YouTube. You get slammed with ads. I mean, you know, every waking moment. I do enjoy... Um, distribution. Distribution, but like... <laughs> but the thing is, I, I do enjoy... Um, Futurama, I think, is a wholly underrated show. Truly. Um, but there's one section... I feel like people rate it pretty high all the oh, time. No. <laughs> well, I will say this. It's, I think it has the cult following. For people who yeah. know, they will call it like one of the greatest shows ever written, but it never got... The hype that it deserves. There's there's oh, okay. a there's That's one fair. section to where um you know for the, the you know, for those who aren't aware of this show a guy in you know 1999 2000 you know New Year's gets frozen and gets put a thousand years into the future so he's basically a primitive man you know of the 90s 2000s so primitive in so primitive. you know the year 3000 plus and there's a part where he's asleep. And his dreams, he's sl- he's pushed an ad for something. And he's like, oh, what is that? And they're like, oh yeah, that's just you know, this is the, what we have in the future, just advertisements. He's like, what? That's you know, that's invasive. That's too much. Yeah, we can't have ads when we're sleeping. We just back in my day, we just had them on billboards, commercials, radio, <laughs> <laughs> cars. This it's like, and I just feel like the list gets you know on goes on and on. It's just how you know invasive all these pieces are. But then you know the deconstruction of net neutrality which kind of made for distribution the playing honestly the playing ground was very fair everyone had exactly the same things the exact same uh you know resources the exact same you know if you're gonna put this much you know i'm gonna say i'm gonna lack of a better word capital you're gonna put this much capital into something your yield return will be this yeah they deconstructed net neutrality because Stupid people, and you know, the, I'm gonna make a generalization as well. Old people with all the money didn't understand it, and they went, "Well, that's." It's like, wait, everyone's got the same playing ground. That's not fair. This is fair. That's not fair. There's no such thing as an even playing field. Scrap it. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. And that was, you know, how many years ago? I feel like we're out ten years at least. And it's just, I feel like the market has just gotten progressively worse and worse. And it's like, yep, th- this was the decline. We had something nice, and, you know, somebody decided who, you know, the kid 
that you know didn't want to play or learn the rules just said, "Well, my dad, you know, I'm just going to buy it. I'm going to ruin it for everybody else. I'm going to buy more Monopoly pieces." That's exactly what it I was. I bought a whole other board game. And I, I can say, win all by myself. I'm going to run on this board. You guys don't get to come onto this board. That's exactly what they did. I own all the houses on this one. Yeah. But, well, so the thing that gets me, or particularly, because, you know, the advertisement thing and the, you know, how awful the internet's becoming is, you know, it's water. <laughs> it's becoming, I'm, becoming I'm acclimated. It's becoming more of a reflection of the real world. <laughs> yeah. But... The thing that up- upsets me is, I think, more of the uh, the carnival game mentality of the of social media platforms, right? Being that they go and, you know, they're just chumming. At any time you see someone, if you've ever seen someone, exp- like, blow up on social media, it's just the algorithm designed to chum the water to get other people excited, right? That's all it is. It's just randomly it'll select, oh, that's a person who's been doing this consistently for a bit. Success. That's it. That's the whole thing. That is, like... Ever, and the worst part is our puny human brains, much like we're really bad at like trying to go and imagine how many people weren't successful in the like 60s, 70s, 80s at the music industry. And there were immense amounts. And I only know this because of the amount of dads I know with studios and basements. Um, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Midwest. Right. So like I can only imagine how many thousands, if not millions of people just didn't find the right gatekeeper at the right time and then decided, well, fuck this. Um, Similarly, it is even more unfathomable how many people are trying to go and make content. Sweet, supple content. And this content is being largely ignored by everyone on these platforms because the algorithm has not arbitrarily selected it to succeed yet. And we don't know how many people are in that position. (laughs) But Ryan... I make sweet, sweet content. So I also make sweet content, whipping up a nice batch of content. But the and I guess that's the Steady sinister bowl. part. Like, because if we knew, if everyone on the planet had a very like, if we had that perspective, being able to go and physically understand how many people are being wholly passed up and ignored by the algorithm du jour, and are doing this and frittering away their life and their time on something so stupid, we probably wouldn't do it. But where would we find meaning, Ryan? We might have to. If we didn't have TikTok, what's the point of life? <laughs> that is a fair point. I, I should stop questioning the algorithms that be. Don't question the TikTok overlord, Ryan. It's not so easy you being God. Them. I know it's not easy being God. <laughs> I just really want to scream that at someone, just as like their tech empire is exploding. Like, oh my God, going to Elon Musk and just be just screaming at him. Throwing a hiss it at ain't it. so easy being God, is it? Don't don't give him the ego. It ain't so easy being God. I don't know. That's my that's my bit. Well, this has been the Jesus Coyote Bites podcast. Oh wait, no, we should offer practical and uplifting advice about distribution. If you scream louder than everyone, you'll go hoarse, but more people will be afraid of you. Well, I think the practical advice is the first step. Identify and decide. Your market? Not even your market. Identify what you want your music to do in yeah. your life. That's the first step. If your goal is, I want to be monetarily a successful and famous, then all right. Make music that 
the largest number of people are probably going to enjoy and then just ham it out in the largest distribution platform that you possibly can. And eventually, it's, you know, a numbers game, eventually you will start hitting, and like Ryan, you were talking about, that sweet, sweet algorithmic overlord will someday decide to throw you a bone, and you'll and you'll get your time in the sun, and, and then we'll see what you do with it. And probably, despite your best efforts to make something generic and palatable, there will likely still be distinctive and original elements to it that are unavoidable, that people will latch onto and fall in love with. Yep. Which is kind of the funny part, like, if you try to make something purely generic, you, it's still probably going to be at least a little creative. I don't know. I've heard a lot of those, uh, what is it, stinger libraries or the uh, background music libraries for oh. you know, you do the know there's films a- and commercials and things like that. They can get pretty generic, man. No, you, I have you, been you really don't- impressed with how Daniel, white bread. you don't understand. Jason came to me, uh, I think, a couple years ago talking to me about, hey, I've been getting into library music. Just listening to old school library, like music from music libraries that is meant to be such so thrown away and generic. But now, because it's from a slightly different time period, mm-hmm. it's got a whole weird sort of nostalgic, like, backspaces vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, I actually have a friend who got a new job just recently. Yeah. And uh, he's going to start soon. But it's for a cataloging uh, music library. It's a label. It's like an independent label subsidiary of a larger one. But their whole, like, his job essentially will be preservation and cataloging of these old recordings that you know may have been released independently or very like dis- very limited distribution and like the let's say 50s 60s 70s on tape cassette you know all, th- all throughout tape cassette what have you preserving them digitally and then potentially you know re- you know recording them digitally but then potentially using them as sound catalogs yeah. Um, redistribution, uh, repressing on vinyl, you know, basically whatever the the media may be, but essentially it's a whole company or a whole business doing just that, and you know, doing these libraries and back catalogs. Well, which is, I mean, that's fantastic. Which is probably which is probably what Jason had fallen onto, is something very similar. Oh, absolutely. That's precisely the sort of stuff. And so I guess that's the thing is that you can try to make something generic. It'll be art eventually. To the right person, it's art. Which, going back to the distribution thing. <gasps> wow. Segways. Segway, right. That was a very rough segue. That was like. That, you know, you segwayed grrr. over a pothole. We, not even that. We just we just cut the wheel. Oh, my God. Can just you look up a video up of people riding segways over potholes and just eating shit? You know what? We can do that for you if it will make you happy. Why am I brain? Right. Why am I brain? Am I imagining what's going on in your head? And it's literally just a person riding a segue, eating a bowl of shit. Out of like with a gelato spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Seems on brand. Seems on point. Uh, you know, there's that flip side of it. If your goal is, if your ultimate goal doesn't have anything to do with, I need to make a certain amount of money or I need a certain amount of people to love me and my music. If it's more, I want to create something cool do that and put it out into the universe you now have that power and someday someone somewhere is going to find it and think this is the dopest shit ever yep like oh, our yeah. friend who is delving into library music right now oh yeah he's into it well and i yeah it's that distribution and that's and honestly that is probably if there is a best part about living nowadays it's the fact that in some ways we do have access to 
the tools to be able to find the precise people who will like your stuff. Like, in ways that were never before possible. Now are possible. However, they are still cost-restrictive, uh, complicated, convoluted, and don't always work right. So, they you know. They don't work too good. It's, it's no. I mean, it's not like the landscape is the worst ever. It's just, you know. I, you know what? <laughs> I think it can, it can be summarized. Yet. <laughs> I, was, I think it can be summarized by the phrase, uh, play dumb games, win dumb prizes. Yeah. We can reach people easier than ever. It is harder than ever to make them care. Mm-hmm. And the rewards for doing so have never been less. Yep. I thought we were going to be uplifting for the Shit. final message. We for- oh, man, I forgot. I forgot to do that. Damn it. I'll say, no. I Honestly, <laughs> if, there is, if there is an uplifting thing, it is whatever the goal is for your music. You have the power and the potential to make it happen on your own. That is the beautiful thing about now. Yeah. Whereas in the past, there was a gatekeeper, and you did have to go through that channel to get whatever you enjoyed out there. Now, I mean, you can do whatever it is you want to with your music, and you can put it out there. just might be more difficult. The only gatekeeper is your squishy human weakness. <laughs> 